Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Drow's Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canisupus and SB Nation, and that was an absolute dud. There are some contenders for the worst game of the season floating around already. One of the early season Spurs games, or the thrashing by the New York Knicks, or... Even last game against the Charlotte Hornets, but that one against the Golden State Warriors could take the cake. If it wasn't the worst game, that first quarter was certainly the worst quarter they have played so far this season. After giving up 47 first quarter points and scoring just 27 of their own, the Wolves lose 137 to 114 to the Golden State Warriors, and man, it was just another one of those nights where it's Hard to pluck anything but a stream of negative thoughts from the evening itself. For the most part, it was sloppy, lazy, and uninterested on Minnesota's part, and that mainly manifested itself on the defensive side of the ball. And it really did feel like there was at least some of that terribleness happening because of the absence of Jaden McDaniels, Jordan McLaughlin, and Torian Prince. And that's why this episode's number is. 130.9, as in the 130.9 points the Timberwolves allowed per 100 possession in this game, or if you like, a 130.9 defensive rating. Let's dive deeper into that nightmare number after a quick break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, 130.9. Not only is that the worst defensive rating Minnesota has put up this season, a whopping 5.4 points per 100 possessions worse than the previously mentioned Knicks game, but it ranks in the 6th percentile for defensive ratings in every game played by any team this season. 
You probably didn't need to know those numbers to know that it was a complete and utter shit show. But if I had to read them and research them, then you have to listen to them because I don't want to bear that burden by myself. Now, I'm not sure McDaniels, Prince and McLaughlin would have been the factors that turn this game from a loss to a win. But alongside Rudy Gobert and probably Kyle Anderson, those three role players might be Minnesota's most consistent source of defense. If you head over to housandgrouse.substack.com or click the link in the show notes, you can read the big old piece that I filed last night on Jaden McDaniels' defense, which really outlines how he's not only Minnesota's best and most important defender, but the league's most unique defender. Not having him out there to check Steph Curry and put out fires around the rim and put out fires as an off-ball perimeter player was always going to be sorely missed and was almost felt like a scheduled loss for this game as soon as he was ruled out due to illness. But McLaughlin and Prince are also really important as well. Both are trusted point-of-attack defenders for Chris Finch and both play a really crucial role as turnover creators with McLaughlin's quick hands in passing lanes and Prince's ability to take charges and to get his hand on balls as well. And Prince can also guard big wings like Jonathan Kaminga, who had a really good night, or shooters like Clay Thompson, who, again, had a really good night. Obviously, those guys don't have to be on the court at the same time to make a defensive a defensive impact. But the numbers when they are alongside each other are absolutely striking. According to play-by-play stats, the trio have played 44 minutes together this season. In those 44 minutes, the lineups they have been in have scored 128.8 points per 100 possessions, which is still lower than Golden State's 130.9 in this game, but generally excellent offense for a three-man combo. But more importantly, they've given up just 98 points per 100 possessions. That's a 28.8 net rating swing. Admittedly, those stats could be considered cherry-picked, but I'm presenting them more to make a point that those guys play really great defense and they don't hurt the offense. If anything, they actually boost the offense as well. Whether it's just one of them out there or two of them mixed into a lineup or all three, like we've seen for 44 minutes this season, the Wolves will be a much better team defensively when either of them are in, either either all three of them are in. In this game, they needed every single ounce of defensive help they could get. And losing all three of McDaniels, Prince, and McLaughlin to injury or illness may was what was already a really tall task feel even taller. Golden State didn't have a great start to the season, but they're starting to figure out some things and really play some fantastic basketball, especially offensively. If a team comes in as clearly underprepared as the Wolves did while also missing three of their best five defenders, including their best and most versatile version of a Steph Curry stopper in Jaden McDaniels, things can get ugly really quickly and things did get ugly really quickly. Now, I'm not saying that the Wolves lost only because of these missing players. They may have lost with all three of those guys out there if everyone else played anywhere near the level they played tonight without those guys in the lineup. And it's also a little bit rich for any of us as Timberwolves fans, to complain about injury luck when the Wolves have faced some really beaten up teams this season and got away with wins because of it, or at least in part in part because of it. But the facts are the facts. 
without those guys, the guys who set a nightly tone on the defensive end, it's pretty unsurprising to see Minnesota give up a season-worst 130.9 points per 100 possessions to the reigning champions, no less. And it won't be it won't be surprising to see them continue to struggle on the defensive end without those guys. We know Prince will be out for another week or two with his shoulder injury. And by the time you listen to this, you might have a better idea than I do right now of McLaughlin and McDaniel's status and timeline. But the Wolves and the coaching staff need to figure something out when they don't have one, two, or all three of these guys. The stars and the leaders of this team need to figure something out as well. They can't come out and get 47-point quarters and 137-point games dropped on their heads consistently just because they are missing three admittedly really good role players. There's just there's no excuse for that ever if you're looking to be a team who wins 50 games or who wins 45 games or, or even a team, a playing team. You can't be so inconsistent defensively when your defensive-minded role players are out. Anthony Edwards needs to be a lot better again tonight. He was inconsistent, maddeningly, incon- maddeningly inconsistent. Uh, Anthony Towns, I thought, had his worst defensive game of the season and maybe one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen him play. Rudy Gobert was awful defensively. And D'Angelo Russell is probably the best of those four, but we know that D'Lo's kind of ceiling as a defender is still very low for a team that needs perimeter defenders. Now, with that being said, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been very good defensively this season. Uh, before that game, they ranked fourth overall in defense. And, you know, they, they, they weren't a bad defensive team. This was a very, very bad defensive night, but they weren't a bad defensive team. But you can see, you can see now that with such small sample sizes, they go from fourth in the league to sixth in the league just from one game. And if they're missing these guys for two, three, four, five games, they're going to plummet down those rankings really quickly. And with their offense being 18th in the league, they're not going to win a lot of games if they're, if they're a below average offense and defense. So the offense obviously needs more work. Uh, that, that has never been in the top five like the defense has, but we can see that this team can win games off the back of their defense and off the back of the, the skill and the talent that they do have offensively, even if it's not cohesive at the moment. But if they fall to becoming a 15th, 16th, 20th, 25th level defense in the next few games until one, two, or three of these guys are back, then they will lose pretty much every game they play in that time. They need to be better. Next up in the second half of that back-to-back series is the Washington Wizards. I'll be here to discuss it. I hope you will be too. 